What up, guys? This is Lisa Billu here, and today's two-part conversation will make sure you're not allowing past mistakes to define you or your potential love life. And so, I got a question for you: What do you do when you've been ghosted after you've been practically chased down for that date? Does that feeling of rejection that you get actually turn into a validation trophy that you feel like you have to have? Well, my guest today, the world-renowned relationship coach and best-selling author, Stefan Speaks, is joining me on Women of Impact again. And this time, we're diving into the dating dilemmas that make it difficult to decipher manipulation tactics from actually genuine interest. So join us as we learn how to heal and not just cope with our relationship woes and misunderstandings. My homie, I hope you're excited for an episode that can truly change your life and possibly have you checking out your exes, according to Stefan though, not according to me. Now don't forget to catch part two of this truth-telling convo tomorrow to find out why relationships end more often over misunderstandings and how you can actually understand what he actually says and what he actually means. Now let's dive in. There's gonna be some men who hate me saying this, but I'm just gonna be honest. When he says I don't like posting stuff on my IG, my ex was crazy. You're tripping, that's just my friend. We all know that's a cop out for a lot of people. This is the important part that I want women to understand. You'll know he's genuine if you. So today, you're gonna help us decode what men say, because there's a gap sometimes between what they say and what they actually mean. Okay. And so I've got a laundry list of things that we're going to go through <laughs> that women have heard men say repeatedly, but don't act in accordance. So you're going to help decipher what these mean. Okay. And we're going to start with number one, which is my ex was crazy. Ooh, okay, you went heavy for the first one. <laughs> All right. So my ex was crazy. What it means to him when he says it is literally his perception is that she was crazy. I think that it speaks to the disconnect that a lot of men and women have when it comes to communication and understanding each other and how differently we are wired. And men, men tend to label that. When you don't understand something, some people will call it crazy, okay? And he genuinely believes that because men have to learn how to respect the woman's intuitive side and how she feels in the moment. And there's a lot of men who push back against that because they think, well, you can't just let her feelings dictate to you what to do, or you can't let that override logic, but they're missing the point of of what I'm saying, which is how she feels in that moment can be her reality. And if you're dismissive of it, right, it makes her feel devalued. It makes her feel like you don't love her, as well as it doesn't address whatever is causing her to feel this way. And so now that dismissal or that disconnect causes arguments, right? And it can lead to that perception of this woman is just crazy. Like I always give this example of men and women could be walking down the street and everything seems fine. But to the woman, it's like, I don't feel safe here. I think we need to leave. And the man is like, you're, you're tripping. What's going on? Like everything's cool. No, I don't feel safe. And, and that can actually lead to an argument. And to him, it's she's crazy because I don't see what she sees. I don't understand what she's processing right now. And sometimes she may be struggling to put it into words and fully explain it. And other times it's also that he's just locked into, it's not lining up with my logic. So whatever you're saying is nonsense. So I do think a lot of men will refer to their ex as crazy because of a lot of misunderstandings 
that have occurred. And it's also the easier way to dismiss the, the, the failure of the relationship without taking any responsibility. Because essentially, if she's just crazy, then I was not the problem. I did nothing wrong. She was just crazy. And it helps it be, it's a kind of a vague label to where we don't have to dive too much deeper into it. Because like, well, she's crazy. Why does anything else matter? She's just crazy, mm. you know? But I do think for a woman, the follow-up question should be, what made her so crazy? Why, why do you perceive her as crazy? What were the, some of the things that she did? Now, again, there's going to be some scenarios where she did some crazy, crazy things. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. But I do think that there's a chance at least to discover what might be those misunderstandings that now we don't have to replicate in our current situation. Mm. Boom. Freaking love that. All right, we're going to get to the next one. I've got a list. I told you. i got a list. All right. So next one we're going to do is I don't like putting relationship stuff on my Instagram. When he says I don't like posting stuff on my IG, in a lot of situations, it's I'm not trying to let other people know that I'm dealing with you or I have a girlfriend or someone I'm dating and I don't want to tip off the other women that I might want to entertain. All right. That's just the reality. However, there are some guys who literally mean, I don't like putting stuff on my IG. For example, I'm one of those guys. I'm very, and, and this, is, this is the important part that I want women to understand. You'll, have a, you'll know he's genuine or there's a greater chance of him being genuine if he's consistent with this in other areas. Meaning, when you look at me, if you look at my uh, IG, it's pretty much all business. People have always complained, I don't share my life enough. I don't post enough pictures about me. I'm not a picture-taking person. I'm not big on sharing all these different things. The only time you even see me even try is because I'm being hounded to do it, okay? But I don't care to do that. So even in my close friends, I don't post much of anything, okay? So for me, if a woman asks me to post her all over my IG, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't like doing that. I think you'll know they're genuine by seeing, are they consistent with that? Now, if he's posting everything about himself, I've even seen some situations where he's posted women, but he doesn't want to post this woman. Now, that's a red flag. That's like, okay, wh why is it now you're choosing to use this as an excuse not to put stuff on IG? Mm. So, you know, you got to dig deeper to figure out what's really going on here. So what would you ask in those situations? So let's say, for instance, you have seen them every so often, they've posted other people, and you ask, like, would you just say, why don't you post me? Like, how would you even phrase that? I would ask, what makes you uncomfortable or reluctant to post me on there? Well, like, what's, what's your reasoning behind it? You know, and then kind of going back to something that you mentioned in a, in a different interview was like when Tom wanted you to play video games with him, he said it would make me feel very appreciated. I forgot what was the word you used, but essentially he, he expressed on a deeper level why it was important to him. So I think the woman can do the same thing if she wants to get posts like ex just as you want him to explain to you why he has an issue with it express to him why it's important to you mm. and how it makes you feel if he was willing to do it. And I think that would help give some guys the nudge if they're genuine about their resistance to it to actually move forward and post you on there. That's actually, I love that idea. And then like, what does it mean to you for me to post it? Because, you know, for somebody, it may be like, well, hang on a minute. That's like getting engaged territory, yeah. <laughs> right? Like if I announce it, then everybody knows, all of my friends know, all of my family knows. And now it's, it's almost showing a possible commitment 
to that person. Maybe they're not ready, but then someone else may um, be like, I post everybody. I post everyone that I've ever dated on my Instagram and it's not a big deal. So do you even think about asking like kind of what it may mean to them about what it not posting means? I, 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 I think you have to cover all bases and that would be a great question to ask. But I do think for a lot of men, it's one thing to post a woman that you're dating versus posting your wife. Mm. All right. Because whether we like it or not, we know that there's a greater chance that we could be dating this person today and not dating them tomorrow. So now we got to archive posts or delete posts. We got to worry about people who saw that one minute you're with this person, now that you're not, the questions that come with that. A lot of people don't want to deal with all that extra stuff that comes with posting somebody unless it is their actual wife. Even though, yes, people get divorced too, but there's a less likely chance of you having to, you know what I'm saying, change things up in a matter of months or a couple of years, you know? So I do think that plays into a lot of men's hesitancy as well. But I do think asking the question of how would it make you feel if I don't or why is this important to you should be discussed as well. And not to test them on, let me see if they're serious about me. Yeah, again, I think this is another example of you got to look at the overall picture. If this guy is treating you amazingly well, he doesn't hide you in real life, you know, family, friends know you, all this type of stuff, but he doesn't want to post online, I think we can give him the benefit of the doubt that he just genuinely doesn't care for that stuff. That's not what he wants to do. But if he's not posting you online and you're so focused on that, but you're overlooking the fact that he barely communicates with you, he doesn't treat you well, or he is hiding you in real life too, Forget the picture. It's all the other stuff that's the issue. So I do think that we have to, again, take a full view of what's the overall uh, situation going on here to determine where this, if this man's really serious, if he really likes me, what's really going on. Mm. Great freaking answer. All right, next one. I feel like you're in the hot seat right now, by the way. <laughs> all right, what does it mean if they say, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen? So I think this. I think when a man says that, it goes beyond the physical, all right? Because I think most men, they, they rationalize in the sense that we know there's gonna always be another good-looking woman out there, maybe even a more beautiful woman, right? But when we feel like we can tell you you're the most beautiful I've ever seen, there's something energetically going mm. on, there's something deeper that we're seeing that resonates with us in a way that no other woman does. So even though there may be a physically just as beautiful or more beautiful woman that we've seen before, it's not like how we view you, all right? And you, and it shows uh, we hold you at a greater value to say that, you know? And I honestly don't think, because I know some women might say, well, the guy could be lying. I don't think most men lie with that kind of a statement. Mm, you why know? is that? Because you don't have to. It's such an unnecessary thing to lie. I can just call you beautiful. I don't have to say you're the most beautiful I've ever seen. That To me... I'm not saying no man has, hasn't ever lied using that line, but I don't think most men will, you know? So I think there's a greater chance he's being genuine, and it's just that to him, because I think there's women who will hear that, and they'll start to rationalize, no, well, that's ridiculous, because I'm, I'm sure there's other beautiful women, or there's a lot of women who, even though they're good-looking, are still very insecure. And so they'll assume that this statement is just to blow smoke, right, and to make them feel good about themselves for some evil purpose, and it's like, no. You generally are most beautiful to him because it goes beyond how you physically look. Mm, I love that. And it's 
if someone's willing to give you a compliment, like it's very nice to receive it yeah. instead of push it back. And I think that may even come from like a defensive mechanism. If mm -hmm. you're female, it's like, well, if I accept this, what if like maybe I'm, I don't want to say like buying into their, you know, their, their game. Their game, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it would be sad in me that if people dismiss that, I do understand though it can be a manipulated tactic as a part of their game, but it's like, it's still a compliment. Like yeah. if you can take the compliment, then take it. And I love your idea of it being not just the physicality, it's the energy, it's the personality. Um, that's super powerful. And then the last thing I'll say is that um, my husband, so we've, you know, the goal is to be fe together forever until the day we die. Yeah. So when I got married at 22 years old, awesome. so very young. <laughs> so the, Thing is, is that I'm going to change. I'm going yeah. to get older. Um, and in my aging, let's say when I'm 80, if my husband says that I'm beautiful, I want to take that as truth. I don't want to dismiss it and now say, well, because I'm 80, maybe I'm not. Like, mm -hmm. how do we allow the truth of what somebody is saying to actually carry the weight that they mean to carry? You know, a reluctance to accept compliments sometimes is a fear of being vulnerable, mm -hmm. all right? Because it's almost like, and let's just use a woman, I don't want to believe this is true because I'll fall even deeper into the emotional investment and belief that this is going to be something amazing mm -hmm. and special. And in the back of my head, I already don't trust men to uphold that standard forever. And he's going to disappoint me. So rather than fall too deep and get hurt, let me manage this by kind of rejecting this or distancing myself a little bit so I don't get too emotionally consumed, mm -hmm. right? So I think that we have to be willing to not, again, not live in that fear of, well, if I accept this and enjoy this and let it get to my head and I'm going to be disappointed by it later. And understand that, because I feel the need to say this, and this is kind of a side note, but it attaches to this. Because you have some women who will say, well, he's going to say I'm the most beautiful today, but then be looking at some other woman tomorrow. But that doesn't mean he thinks they're more beautiful than you. That doesn't mean that it voids what he said to you. He still meant you're more you're the most beautiful. But yes, there are other beautiful women. And yes, as a man, a man can love you dearly, feel like you are the one. It doesn't mean you've mentioned it before that he won't find someone else attractive. But finding them attractive doesn't mean I want to leave them for you. It doesn't mean I'm going to put them above you. It doesn't mean that they hold any more value to me than you do. And I think that sometimes women they, they take those moments of him finding someone else attracted or even making a comment by another woman as like this hit against them or meaning that that undermines how he claims he feels about me. And it's like, it does not. It's completely separate things. So I, I think once a woman understands that, it makes it easier for her to embrace what he's saying. I also think that as people, but of course we're talking to women right now, if you don't fully accept the compliment and, and the love he's trying to pour into you, you risk sabotaging something super special and amazing, all right? Yes, if you accept it, you, there is a quote-unquote risk of getting hurt later, but it's almost like it's better to love than have lost than to never have loved before. You can't experience the fullness of this without fully diving in. So dive in, but learn how to still be aware enough and strong enough that if it does take a left turn later, you'll be able to pull yourself out and you will survive. You will be okay. But you don't do yourself any favors by pushing that away. And this brings me to another point I feel the need to mention. 
a lot of women don't realize how in them resisting the compliments, the love, all these things, they're hurting the man. Because he starts to feel like, well, maybe she doesn't feel that way about me. Maybe she's resistant to the things I say because there's some kind of disconnect here that I can't do nothing about. And so it's almost like if you won't let me love you, then how can I trust that you love me? And now how do I feel safe in here? And how do I feel comfortable continuing to open up to you and express my desires to you when you seem like you just brush it off or that they don't hold any value to you? Because one of the things with men is that we are creatures of if it works, we'll keep doing it, right? But if it doesn't work, we're going to stop. So if he's giving you compliments, if he's telling you, I love you, you're so beautiful, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, you're, you're silly or whatever, that you're not being for real. At some point, he stops because he's like, okay, she doesn't care for it. She doesn't accept it. Why am I going to keep saying it? But if I say it and I see the smile it puts on your face, I, I see the, the, the better mood you're now in. And I also see how now everyone benefits because that better mood, that positive energy, it pours back over into me. It pours over into the kids, all these things. Now there's a greater motivation to keep that going. So a lot of people don't realize, a lot of women, they're shooting themselves in the foot by being resistant to compliments like that and just compliments and signs of affection or attempts to love them in general. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that 
negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Wow, I didn't expect that as a beautiful answer, but you're so right. No, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always, look, my show is definitely here to support women, mm-hmm. but my favorite human on earth is my husband, who's a man. And mm-hmm. so I'm always trying to think about, yes, there are guys out there that are going to use manipulative tactics in order to try and, you know, trap you, if you will. But there are also some genuine people that really mean it. And yeah. if it's very genuine, what's that negative knock-on effect that you can have? Mm-hmm. And so that's, I love that you positioned it like that. And then as a woman, though, I do think partly it's, um, if you seek the validation from those external praises. What happens if they leave you? Now, how do you feel? Where do you get your validation from? So it's easier to push it away than to accept it and then not have it. You you know, you said that earlier. Yeah, and I think the key is, you know, I don't want the women to seek it from him. I just want them to receive it and accept mm. it, all right? So you don't have to go looking for him to say it. And if he, if he did stop saying, it doesn't mean that now look at yourself as if you're unattractive or something's wrong with you. But, you know, when he is giving that to you, take it, receive it, appreciate it, honor it, you know, pour it back, you know, but don't just reject it or try to avoid it or dismiss it because that, again, I think we get so caught up in trying to avoid the bad person, we end up taking it out on the good person, all right? And so there's a lot of relationships where there's a struggle to bond on a deeper level because you're still holding on to the fear of, well, what if he does X, Y, Z later? What if he hurts me? And it's like, no, you you gotta dive in and you gotta open your heart up completely and that will only strengthen or expose that he is the manipulator. Because again, the manipulator's only trying to do whatever they can to get what they want, all right? So you have to also, I feel the need to mention this. So, because one of the big things women are, fearing being manipulated for is sex. Let's Mm -hmm. just be real about that. So the key isn't, well, don't uh, receive the compliments and whatever you might think is game. The key is just don't have sex until you feel comfortable having sex. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, you're knocking one thing that could actually hinder the possibility that this could be a genuine situation because you're fearful of an outcome that you can still control separately. So it's like, just don't do the things that you feel like you'd be cheated or you feel used for if it happens and this goes and this doesn't go anywhere. And I would argue that the man who's genuine is going to be more patient and respect that. The manipulator is going to be impatient and try to talk you out of that, if anything, all right? And again, it's always about look at the overall picture. If he's saying, if he's telling you you're the most beautiful woman in the world, but if he treats you like, you know, like mistreats you in general, foot. yeah, then then that's a reason to, it's not even about whether you believe he thinks you're beautiful or not. It's he's not treating you right. Stop entertaining this man. Plain and simple. But if he's doing what he's supposed to do and he's complimenting you, why are we assuming mm-hmm. it's something bad? It goes back to when I mentioned how uh, I talked to men about being more receptive to a woman's intuition and her feelings. And some men will say, well, you know, what if she tries to use that against you? And my argument is, if she's been a good woman to you, why would you assume such a negative thing? Now, it doesn't mean that's not possible that could happen, but why not give the good person the benefit of the doubt? Mm-hmm. 
we get so caught up in that moment or that thing on the surface that we forget the overall picture, good or bad. And we have to stop making that mistake. Yeah, God, so true. I was seeking the validation and I like basically asked my husband at one point, I had tried this on this new shirt and we we're going out for dinner. And so we're walking out the door, we get to the restaurant, he doesn't say anything about my new shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't say that. that's the best shirt I've ever seen on you. you know? And he doesn't say anything. And so eventually I was like, okay, you have a relationship, build on trust, build on honesty, just ask him. Mm -hmm. So I was like, babe, what do you think of my new shirt? And he looks and he goes, eh. And I was horrified. <laughs> I was so, and I was like, I, you know, I got like a little upset. And he goes, why did you get upset? And I was like, because, you know, I thought like I, we haven't had date night for a long time. I buy this new shirt. I'm trying to impress you. And he's like, but I'm always going to be honest with you. He goes, I think you're beautiful, but the shirt isn't so much, <laughs> you know? And so he was like, and going back to when you're 80, babe, I need you to know and trust that when I say you look beautiful, I actually mean it. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying it to stroke your ego in this moment while we're on date night because I want to make you happy. Yeah. He's like, if I say it, it's true. So if I say it now, then you know it's true. If I don't say it, then you know it's true. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that was quite a romantic way of telling me that my top sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's an important thing because I think... Women do have to recognize that if you want honesty from this man always, you have to respect the, the bad honest mm -hmm. and the good honest because then you can trust it's always honest. You see, if he has to walk on eggshells and can't tell you when he doesn't like something, then you'll never know when he really does or doesn't. Mm -hmm. But when y'all can establish that foundation of he can be brutally honest, and of course, again, it's not what you say, but how you say it, but he can be honest without fear you create an environment where you can always trust pretty much what this man is saying. And that's important. Yeah, so true. Okay, next one. She's just a friend. <laughs> so, and, and sometimes it's easier just to use myself, right? So to start with myself, I have a lot of uh, female friends that are genuinely just friends. And so if a woman came into my life and asked about these women, I would say she's just a friend, right? But I think that for a woman who's trying to understand it, because that's really what it boils down to, trying to decipher, is this really a genuine friendship or not? I think one area to look at is, what is the level of engagement these two people have, mm. okay? So for me, I'm a firm believer that genuine platonic friendships don't need to be engaging 24 seven, all right? Especially when we're talking about men and women because we're just friends. Like, we don't need to be talking every single day. We don't have that high level of engagement. But when we talk, we're like brother, sister. We got nothing but love for each other. That, to me, speaks to a more genuine friendship. When there is that constant interaction, I'm not going to lie to you, I do believe that typically at least one or more person involved has developed feelings, which is normal. When you're dealing with someone consistently like that, every day, one that shows you love their personality, you love their character, their spirit or whatever. So all it takes is for someone to also find the other attractive, all right? Now, if, if two people generally don't find each other attractive, then it's possible to just be platonic friends. But for there to be a level of attraction and I love you as a person, someone's gonna catch feelings. Plain and simple. And yes, just as there are men who play the role of friend, hoping that one day they may have an opening to, to jump into boyfriend or husband uh, role, there are some women doing the same thing, you know, playing the background. I also think that, again, you got to go deeper because he may genuinely feel 
that this is just my friend. But you as a woman, you know you're sensing something from her mm. that's telling you, wait a minute, but no. And you've got to be clear about that because sometimes we attack the person who's actually the innocent person involved and we're frustrated because they don't see what we see. So in that scenario, the man genuinely is processing things as this is just my friend. And what I've learned is whether it's a man or a woman, when we, when we don't have any interest in them, we don't want to entertain the other mm -hmm. idea of something more here or they could want us for something more because we understand that facing that reality could mean ending the friendship. Mm -hmm. So we will stay in that denial and say, no, it's just my friend, just my friend. But we generally want to believe that or we generally do believe that. Now, the partner, the woman coming in, hearing this and seeing something different you have to be mindful of not just putting your frustration on that man, but saying, listen, I hear you. I respect that you're saying this is just your friend, but that's not what I see from her, all right? Now, you'll have some scenarios where the man will still be dismissive and still say, well, no, you're crazy. You're tripping. That's just my friend. At this point, I think what a woman has to understand is whether he's being honest or not, if you're seeing things that are making you uncomfortable and he's unwilling to address and resolve them, do not move further with this man. There's no point. It's not about who's right or wrong. Because at the end of the day, even if he's honest, but the behavior continues, you will never have peace in this situation. You will always be looking over your shoulder. And even if today he's correct, meaning today neither has a desire for the other more than friendship, things can change in those dynamics sometimes. All right. And people can just one. There's been tons of situations where after years of friendship, someone realized, oh, my gosh, I'm in love with my friend. All right. And so you'll you won't be able to operate the way that you need to in this situation and you're not going to be happy. So it doesn't make any sense for you just to suck it up because, well, they're saying it's just friendship and I don't want to seem insecure. Let me just go along with this. No. No, he should be willing to at least establish boundaries, which goes back to my point of the level of engagement tells me a lot about what may potentially be going on here. And I do think that if it's truly platonic, both sides, anyone who's being addressed about their friend should be willing to establish boundaries. Like I even said, I remember, because again, I have lots of female friends, and when I was younger, and this is, again, this is when I was younger before I was Stefan Speaks, I always had this principle I would tell him, I said, listen, you're my I'm single right now. You can call me 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I don't care. If I get a girlfriend, don't think you can call me at this time of night. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need the woman telling me that. I'm telling you that. Because I'm trying to eliminate any drama and nonsense. And I know how that can be perceived. So I would establish boundaries. So, of course, if a woman came into my life and said, hey, I don't like the level of interaction y'all have. Can you at least adjust that? I'd be like, sure. And if you're really my friend, you should respect that mm. because you should want me to have a healthy, loving relationship. Now, granted, there are some scenarios that cross the line, so to speak, as far as what this new person may be requesting, because they may be deeper insecurities. They may have been burned by a friend situation before. So it gets tricky where we have to discuss and really be honest with ourselves about are they asking too much or is this a reasonable request? 
But I do think that when someone, a man is serious about you, he'll at least be willing to make some adjustments if it's a genuinely platonic situation. Mm. God, that's so good. That's so good. So <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but what if they've slept together mm. and the guy is just like, no, no, we were just both really drunk. It was this one time in Ibiza. I, so I, I just think that if you slept with a friend and your new partner is not comfortable with that, you've got to respect that. Because mm. that's just, because again, here's the problem with that. It establishes two things. One, that there is attraction. And if you guys are still friends, you still love each other as people or enjoy each other as people. That's a recipe for messiness. What is to now stop if I'm having a vulnerable moment one day because I'm arguing with my girl, right? What is to stop the chances of me and my friend crossing that line? Of course, we can say, oh, well, they, they respect your relationship. Of course, but we're human beings. We're playing with fire. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed it'll happen. I'm not saying there aren't plenty of friends who slept together, still friends, and their new partner, everything worked out, right? But again, I also believe it goes back to level of engagement. If I slept with this friend, I'm cool with them, but I literally only speak to them every several months, only see them once in a while. That's very different than they are in my life every single day, all right? And we're constantly interacting. I think it's unreasonable for me to think that someone should be completely comfortable with that. So if someone came to me and said, well, what should I do? I'll be like, listen, you need to tell your friend they got to fall back. Like the, you're, and I'm a, I'm a believer that your partner should be your number one friend. All right. I'm not saying your only friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you got to put all your eggs in that one friend basket, but they should be your best friend. And if they are, then why do you need this level of engagement with someone else who has the potential to cause problems in your relationship? Some people may view it as unfair, but life ain't always fair, all right? It's like, hey, we got to look at how do we create the healthiest environment for our relationships? Are we prioritizing our lover or our friend? And if we are prioritizing our friend, then again, the question is, are you hiding from the deeper feelings that you do have for your mm -hmm. friend? Because I've seen some situations, let's flip it for a second, I've seen situations where women had male best friends that they were like, this man goes nowhere. He comes with the package. You want me, you're taking him with it. That, again, I'm not going to say it automatically means there's something deeper, but it, it's, it's a cause for concern, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are you so attached to the hip to this guy that no matter who comes in your life, they have, and again, it, they have to deal with him at the level of interaction that is deemed tr controversial or problematic, we'll say. Okay, um, so I've got perfect example then. When okay. I met Tom, um, I had a male friend that I'd been friends with for like about, I think maybe five or six years. And I had I was with another guy. So I was dating a guy mm. and he was very jealous of my friend. And so because he was very jealous, I stopped seeing him. I stopped calling him. And once I realized, oh, my boyfriend's very toxic. He's very jealous. He's manipulative. I've got to let him go. I realized I can't believe that I was sacrificing my friendship with this guy mm -hmm. because he was jealous, even because nothing was going on with my male friend. And so I, I remember declaring, when I meet the next boyfriend or anybody, I'm going to say, my friend comes with me. Like, he's a male friend. He's one of my best friends. I will sit on his lap. <laughs> 
I, I even said that to Tom. So when I introduced him to Tom, I, the first thing I said, I had a photo of him in my wall. Now, look, I was in America on, you know, here for a few months. So I had photos of all my family and all my friends. And I made it a point, Stefan, to be like, that's my friend. He's male. He's one of my closest friends. Yes, I sit on his lap sometimes. It means nothing. I've never slept with him. Like, I just had like this laundry list of things. And it was, I don't want to say it was a test, but it was a way of me seeing how secure Tom was. Mm-hmm. And he didn't bat an eye. He was like, oh, cool. Now, look, I don't think I've sat on his lap since I've been dating okay. Tom. <laughs> yeah, I can see you're holding your breath. Um, but it was one of these, like, as a friend, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm little, so I'll, like, come and sit on his lap and I'll give him a cuddle. But still, Tom didn't bat an eye. He goes, oh, of course, you know, he's your friend. Now, look, once Tom met him, if he was a guy that was in any way threatening or flirting with me, I think Tom obviously would have spoken up. Yeah. But to your point is that he did the inventory, if you will, of our interactions, the history, our connection. And you could just tell we were just like brother and sister versus uh, boy, you know, um, any potential uh, it, um, sparks between yeah. us. But that is why, if you're wondering why if someone says this person comes with me and so either you like it or not, it was because I had so lost myself left all of my friends because of my ex-toxic boyfriend. Mm -hmm. One thing I always tell people is that when they have an issue with your friend, a lot of times it's because they see something in you that you're not being completely forthcoming about. Oh, what do you mean? So meaning, let's go back to the guy before Tom, right? Even though you were with him, Mm. if he was toxic, chances are you were more emotionally connected with your friend than him, Mm. okay? You may have even opened up to your friend in ways you don't open up to him. He's sensing a closeness that y'all have that you don't have with him. So regardless of you saying, well, this doesn't mean anything, it's just platonic, that creates a level of insecurity. And again, he may already have his own toxic, insecure issues, but that only compounds it, all right? So it's the same thing. It's like a woman can be dating a man, he has this female best friend, she notices that when she comes around, he's super helpful to her. He's super accommodating a little bit more than he is with her. Mm-hmm. And so now, no matter how much you say this is just a platonic friendship, it's going to be very difficult for her to feel comfortable in that relationship. Initially, a lot of people will accept it initially. What allowed Tom to continue is, as you said, he did the inventory, he saw it. But what you and him had was actually stronger or strengthening to where he doesn't have to worry about that, you know? I also think that, let's face it, whether people want to admit it or not, how we view the friend either in comparison to us or in looks in general plays a role. Because let's face it, if a woman is dating a man and she meets the friend and the friend is not the greatest looking girl, she might think... I ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> I hate to say yeah. it, but you're so right. <laughs> like, oh my God. Whatever. That's just his friend, right? True. But if it's she comes true. and it's like some supermodel looking woman with this amazing body who has men falling at her feet, it's going to be a lot harder mm. for her to be accepting that this is just his friend. So it, there's so many different layers to it. And I think people just have to be honest. One, about, you know, how they how it makes them feel you know i'll say this here's another example this actually happened in a marriage so a guy reached out to me and he was going through problems with his wife and he said that he felt like she had she always had this male friend that he had accepted 
but now he feels like he has an issue with and feels like she's giving him more love and attention than him, right? And I said, okay, well, listen, it's very hard to attack someone on the idea that, oh, you must be messing with your friend or, oh, you want to be with your friend. So I said, step one is let's strengthen your relationship. Let's focus on what is lacking between you two, all right? Because if there is nothing going on, then fixing those things will automatically shift the balance of energy going on here. But if you do all the things you need to do and she's still giving more attention and and love to this friend, we got a huge problem, all right? He messaged me like four months later. He said, man, everything worked out beautifully. He just focused on, all right, I'm going to improve my communication with her, spend more time with her, just focus on let's make our relationship better. I'm not Because he, he went from basically complaining about the friend constantly to agreeing to not say anything about the friend for the next few months while he focuses on being better. And he said it changed everything. She was no longer, I mean, she's still friends with the guy, but it clearly like, it wasn't a problem anymore and it wasn't having any negative impact and they were doing much better. So I, I do think people have to first address what is the disconnect you and your partner have, right? And then from there, if that's still not fixing things, then you may have a bigger problem on your hands. Oh, God, that's so powerful. What a lovely story. (laughs) I love that so much. And that's so astute of you to say, because now I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, my ex was definitely intimidated by my male friend because... um, he was more successful, he was driven, and my ex wasn't driven or successful at all. And so... There you go. But it, I didn't care, right? That wasn't something that I cared about, but... Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, again, it's it's more so what we we know typically is it gets the favor of the opposite sex. So essentially, the woman sees the female friend who's super beautiful, and even if the man says, I don't care, it's harder to accept that because mm. you know men are visual, beautiful woman, it's easy to fall into temptation. Well, on the flip side, if your friend is this successful millionaire or whatever, and I'm broke, it's gonna be a little bit harder because we know that that plays a huge role in men being able to get a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I can't provide, well, then what happens if he's willing to step in? So it, it can be a problem, but that also speaks to the deeper insecurities within that individual and them needing to be confident. So I do think there is a level of, is that person confident enough to stand while your friend or whoever's in your life? But we also have to be mindful of Again, how we interact with them and what kind of energy we show them versus what we're showing our partner. Mm. Oh, so good. Um, okay, <laughs> on to the next one. Right. How many men have you slept with? What is he actually... <laughs> like, why is he I asking? I hate that question. <laughs> so, all right, there's going to be some men who hate me saying this, but I'm just going to be honest. I, there's a lot of men who are concerned about a woman's past because they don't want to be in competition with anyone you've been with before. And they feel more safe and secure if you have a very low count. And when you say in competition, you mean like penis size? Penis size, comparison in performance, all these different things. Now there's also statistics that say women who have a higher body count uh, have a higher rate of divorce. Or they also, as some people say, they have a more difficult time pair bonding with men. All right, I forgot the whole science behind it, but I believe it's true, but it's true while missing context, in my opinion, all right? 
My opinion is not that the body count is what creates the disconnect or the struggle to connect and bond with a man. I believe it's the underlying issue that may have led to the high body count in the first place. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I had a client once, um, her father always told her she was ugly growing up and that she was only good for laying on her back, okay? Which led to her being extremely promiscuous. So now, her struggle to bond with a man on a deeper level wasn't because she was promiscuous, it's because she was holding on to trauma from her father and did not view herself as a woman who had any value past being promiscuous, okay? So to me, if, you, if she heals from the issue, she will be able to bond with a man very easily. Whatever that issue is that they think exists, I think is fixed through healing the trauma. So to even go deeper, you could have a woman who's, let's say her number is 50 guys. Then you have another woman with two guys. But the woman with two guys has gone through childhood trauma and has been burnt by these two relationships badly, has not healed. This woman that's been with 50 guys, faced her trauma, resolved it, healed. I would argue the 50 guy woman has a better chance of truly embracing love and bonding with a man than the woman who had two guys but still holding on to the trauma. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not the numbers. But to go back to your question, men are being told it's the number that matters. All right. So that creates this dynamic where more men are asking that question because, yes, they want to see what kind of past you have, what what's the likelihood of you being able to stick around and actually commit and, and bond with them and things of that nature. I don't think it's, I, I don't like the question, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, you know, there are men asking it. And women do have to understand that it does play a role in some men's willingness to decide to commit to you or not. And in those situations, then just be completely transparent and honest? Yes. My thing is this. I can never tell someone to lie when they're being asked a question. The most I can tell you is you don't have to announce certain things. You don't have to come out and say, hey, I've been with 50 guys, right? But if you're asked a question, be honest. Because here's the problem. If he is not a man who can handle the idea that you have that kind of a past, God forbid you lie initially and it comes out later, it's gonna be a hundred times worse, all right? You would have been better off never starting this relationship. So to me, I'd rather you be honest and forthcoming. And if this man can accept it, we no longer have to worry about that being an issue. Or at least there's a much less likely chance of that being an issue. Because I'll admit, there's gonna for some people, it'll become an issue once things go wrong. Meaning, let's say again, using the 50-man woman, she's been with 50 guys. He says, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm fine. They get in a relationship. They get serious. Let's say something happens where they're starting to have a disconnect and things are going wrong. And, and what tends to happen is that if he ever told a friend or anyone about it, they might say something like, well, what do you expect? She's been with 50 guys before, you see? Mm -hmm. And so now it starts to be used against a woman or now he starts to wonder, well, damn, did I make a bad decision because she is a woman that has a past, you see? So it can sometimes happen like that, but I think there's a less likely chance of that happening if he genuinely knows and accepts it from the beginning. So, and, and I would argue that the man who's not gonna have an issue or doesn't care to hold that against you is probably never even gonna ask the question, all right? But if he asks the question, 
He's probably a guy that is, whether it be genuinely or whatever, he's concerned, and this is going to be a fact in his decision-making. I'd rather you just be real with him than to, again, face the, 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 the things going left later and it being way worse. Do you think that relationships will work if you never discuss it? Yeah, I think it can work without ever discussing the actual number. This so surprises me. I had a whole conversation with a bunch of extremely powerful women and we were going around the table and they're like, yeah, I've never asked my husband. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how do you not have that discussion? And they're like, yeah, like, I almost don't want to know. And I'm like, oh, that was like the me and Tom. Like, that was like the first thing we kind of, not oh, the really? first thing we asked each other. But it just, it didn't dawn on me that that would ever be something that you would never discuss in a relationship. I think it's more likely to be a discussion when we're really young. But as we get older, we already know there's a better chance this number is not going to be what we like to hear anyway. <laughs> so why even ask? We're adults. We're, we're pretty sure we've both gone down this path many a few or a lot more than a few times. And I think, yeah, I, I think it definitely can. You don't have to know the number. Plenty of people are together and they don't know the actual exact number. They may have an idea of you had a past. And for me, that's all I, I think I would want to know that part. I don't need the exact number. I would want to know, but have you, were you wild in your past? Simply because I want to understand you as a person. I want to understand your evolution, how you got here. I don't plan on using that against you. It's not a problem for me. I don't have an issue with a woman having a past. Because to me, it's about who are you today? And again, are we in alignment? Do we share the same values? Can we make each other happy? That's what matters the most, okay? Um, but I do think no, the more I can know about you, the better I can understand you. You know, so that's why I would want to know that aspect of it. But the actual number, I know I would never ask. Wow, really? Yeah, I would never ask. So what's, for the guys that do, or the women that do, why is it that men are more willing to like, oh, cool, that's a great number. I'm never going to marry you, but I'll sleep <laughs> with you and date you. Like, what is happening there? So one, we have to understand there's a difference between who a man will sleep with and who a man will marry, mm -hmm. all right? And the criteria to be slept with is way less than the criteria to be married. So for a lot of men, yeah, again, he views it as... There's a lot of different concerns. There is the concern of her ability to bond uh, deeply after being with so many different people. There is the concern of comparison, all right? There is the concern of perception, all right? Do, do people know your history? Because I always say... If you have a past, but people don't know about it, even if a man finds out, there's a lot of men who will overlook it. It goes back to when we talked about people uh, throw the rules out for the ones that they really like, right? So there's a lot of men who will say, I would never be with a woman with a past. And literally they are with a woman that they know has a past. But they like them enough, and the key was no one really knows. But when you are known to have a past, right, this makes it, 10 times more difficult for a man to be with you because now he not only has to battle his own feelings about things, he has to deal with other people's perceptions and opinions about it. And that becomes so much more difficult also because, let's face it, you don't want your homeboys saying, yeah, I, I done been with her or I know this one that done been with her and all these different things. It, it just really plays on a man and weighs heavily on him and most won't cross that path. But again, that won't stop them from sleeping with you. Mm. So it, it's just it's just one of those things. And that's why I don't, I don't want women to take this the wrong way, especially younger women, right? But I will say this, if you insist on being out there and doing your thing, protect your reputation. Be very mindful of how you put yourself out there.
I just think that's a smart, again, I'm not, con- I'm not saying you should be out there. I'm not saying do all these wild things. But if you're going to do it, be wise about how you move. Because those things will come back to haunt you in relationships. And you want to be careful. And, and that's why, I mean, you have some people that, God forbid, if they would have stayed in their hometown that they went to college, <laughs> they may not escape their reputation. They had to go somewhere else to make it work, okay? And the guy doesn't know anything about their history. But there's a lot of situations like that, you know? And it's just, it's very tough for men to deal with.